My guest today is Allegra Frank. She's here to discuss her review of Tacoma. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Allegra, uh, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, Justin. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. It's so nice to have you here on the show. Uh, and we're here to talk about a game I'm really excited to to dig into, and it is Tacoma, which if you ask people for questions about Tacoma, just get ready for, for uh, 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 amateur night at the improv because Tacoma is also the name of a city and a car. Yeah, it's not the best, like, search engine optimized name. Yes, that is putting it mildly, I think. <laughs> um, even if you ask people not for jokes, it just, you just get them. I played like an hour of this game, and I, I think it's really fascinating, uh, especially, um, you know, in the, in the amount with which it does not kind of hold your hand and lets you sort of put things together uh, by yourself, which I, I don't remember if was one of the hallmarks of... Um, Gone Home, but actually, you know, mentioning Gone Home, let's let's start there. Um, that was the last game from Fulbright, and I'm kind of curious before we get into Gone, uh, or sorry, rather Tacoma, if you could tell me what your sort of you know background was with with Gone Home. How did you you react to it, and how are you going into Tacoma? Yeah, I mean, I was a huge Gone Home fan. Um, this was back when I was in college and didn't really have a ton of time to play games. And I always grew up kind of playing like longer RPGs. And this was the first sort of shorter, you know, walking simulator narrative focus game that I played. And it just really resonated with me. One, because it was so short, I could actually finish it on like a lot of the games I was playing at the time. Um, and the setting, the fact that I was playing as a, a girl sort of around my age, um, the fact that she was so into Riot Girl and a lot of the things that I liked at the time. So I was I was really moved by Gone Home. So of course going into Tacoma I had really, really high expectations. Um so very broadly speaking, how how were those um expectations met, specifically in reference to Gone Home itself? Compare and contrast those two. Yeah, so they're they're pretty different, which I feel like maybe is intentional. So obviously Gone Home has a very, very specific setting. It's in 1995. Um, it's, you know, in one house for the, most of the game, the entirety really, versus Tacoma is set on a space station, which is probably, you know, it's kind of a familiar video game location, uh, especially this year with things like Prey. Um, it has a much larger cast as opposed to Gone Home, which you're just pretty much alone. Uh, so it's more reliant on actually listening to people and interacting sort of with these wireframe uh, reconstructed people who are no longer on the space station and just sort of revisiting their their memories, sort of like a lot of people are comparing it to Sleep No More. So it's sort of like if Gone Home is like an individual's journey, this is a group's journey. Did you, uh, have you ever been to Sleep No More? No, I know you're a huge fan though, which there is why some, I made yeah, that reference. I was definitely getting some Sleep No More vibes. In fact, there's one uh, early scene where you find a character playing um, Is That All There Is and on guitar, and that's a song that is uh, heavily referenced and leaned on and performed in Sleep No More. So I felt like that was a direct tip of the hat, but I, but who knows? 
I could just be projecting. <laughs> Speaking of projecting, uh, projections of people are sort of the main way that the story is related to you in in uh, Tacoma. It is, I found, uh, again, I've only played it about an hour or so, but I found it a little overwhelming. There's some, basically you're, you're back in, uh, you're, you're seeing back in time to scenes that have played out before. And what you're basically seeing is color-coded wireframes of different crew members. Um, and like I said, color-coded, which is helpful to help you kind of keep track. It kind of has to be because, again, just, just wireframes of people. Uh, but I, I still found it a little uh, challenging to keep track of all the storylines that I was being sort of introduced to at once. Did you uh, Did you struggle with that at all? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, so the dialogue is sort of overlapping in the sense that there's all these different sorts of conversation pieces happening at the same time. And then you have to rewind, you can rewind or fast forward each scene to replay from a different perspective. And it kind of took me a little bit to sort of figure that out because like, it's not always clear where everyone is. You sort of have to wander around an area to see like, oh, there's a conversation happening all the way over there. Um, and a lot of the information, the sort of context for these conversations happens in files, like personal files that you occasionally have access to. It's not generally something you can refer back to. It's something that happens, something that you can see at a very specific moment. So it's sort of like having... Obviously, this game isn't very long, but you have to sort of catalog and remember, okay, this letter that I saw 30 minutes ago is now being referenced in this one conversation that is happening, like, at the same time as this other conversation I have to pay attention to. It's sort of like a, it's not exactly cacophonous, but it's a lot of things happening at once, which for a simple-minded girl like me is a lot. I You, you in Gone Home, um, when story beats were... Um... Uh, uh, revealed to you, they were often sort of tied to a, a mechanical progression. You know, you found a note that you needed to find to progress in the game and that unlocked some story. Um, it seemed to me that uh, it was a lot more opt-in for th for a lot of the story beats. Um, is that a, a correct read on it? Um. Yeah, I, well... I think so. I think it's definitely a little more linear than Gone Home. Obviously, you don't have to you don't have to follow every conversation and you don't have to look at every personal file, but you're missing so much if you don't. Like the story is really the coherence of the story is really really dependent on following all those story beats, I think. So it definitely feels more requisite, but at the same time, unlike in Gone Home where I was so fascinated by that setting that I wanted to find every sort of piece to build out the story, in this I wasn't as taken with all the individual storylines. Like we were saying, it's sort of a lot of things happening at once that even though I felt like I had to pay attention to everything, I wasn't so like married or excited to find out everything about each of these characters. It is sort of surprising though when you first see the characters um I was surprised uh, at how the the amount with which I was able to engage with those characters. Um, was that your experience as well? I mean, when you look at them at first, it's like blobs, and it's it's wild that they they take on such a rich personality. Yeah, um, I think it's like the in my review, I was saying it's the quieter moments that really got me engaged. So when I was listening to them have their conversations. 
I was like, oh, okay, you know, these are still just wireframes chatting it up. But when you have the chance to actually look at their emails and look at their journals and sort of find out their backstories and even little things like looking at their gym walkers, that's when I really started to think of these people not just as wireframes, but as people and get really interested in their backstories. Uh, I'm going to start to dip into some of the uh, questions from from listeners here as we go, because we have a, a sizable number of them. Uh, but first, before we do that, I'm going to take a quick break to talk about uh, uh, our, our sponsors this week. First up is ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job and find the best candidates? Uh, it, that can be a challenge. Uh, Allegra, you were recently promoted, so we didn't have to do this for you. But if we're going to fill the huge Allegra-sized hole that you left in your previous position, perhaps we shall turn to ZipRecruiter, where you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs listed on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Um, there, You don't have to juggle emails or calls to your office. It's it's extremely easy to use. And you can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Uh, so there's a, there's a deal going on. Uh, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash control. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash control. Uh, I, I have another sponsor this week. Normally, we try to keep it to one here on the show, but uh, uh, we missed last week, so I'm sorry for that. But I'm not sorry to tell you about the art of shaving. What's the secret of a well-groomed person? It's the art of shaving, not the science. The, you know, the science textbooks are only going to help you so much. It's it. There's something intangible in the art of shaving. This was founded in New York in 1996, and it has been helping guys look their best for over 20 years. Uh, it, it has your total routine covered, whether shaving, beard, maintenance, hair, skin, body, or fragrance. The Art of Shaving's award-winning products are formulated with the highest quality botanical ingredients featuring pure essential oils. There's a signature pre-shave oil, a thick foamy lather from shaving cream. I'm creeping myself out. I'm going to try to talk like a normal human being. I don't know why talking about shaving has made me into a creepazoid, but here we are. Uh, they've got a shave brush, that, and then you shave, and then they've got an aftershave balm with uh, some delightful free, uh, fragrances like sandalwood and cypress and uh, green lavender and coriander and cardamom, um, and they're, each has a distinctive scent. If you want to try out these products... Our listeners will receive 15% off their first order and free shipping by using the promo code QUALITY. You can get this offer and go online to theartofshaving.com and use our special promo code QUALITY to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. So, Allegra, we now return to the business at hand. Thank you for indulging me in my uh, craven capitalist impulses of course. I mean, I share them, so you're fine. Sure. Everybody is just bananas about money. Uh, uh, let's see. Our first question uh, tweeted at us comes from uh, Mr. Bill Mudron. 
says, was there any particular environmental detail that spoke to you, especially in the personal living spaces? And also, how about them holocats? <laughs> I really liked the holocats because I'm a big cat fan. Um, so I referenced before there's like gym lockers, which you know, they're they're pretty useless. They don't really add anything. But that what they do add is, you know, background context. Like they have little details about each of the characters because there's posters in them. So there's one character, uh, Nat, in her locker, she has all these like boy band posters, which is interesting because you wouldn't necessarily assume that this, you know, highly competent woman is really, really into like teeny bopper boy bands. And then eventually you get to go in her personal quarters and you see like posters from that same boy band. And that was something that like really, you know, taught me something about this character that I would not have known otherwise. And also was just really funny and cute. So that was definitely like one of the most memorable details. Julia wants to know, do you need to play Gone Home to understand slash fully enjoy this game, or are they complete standalones? Um, you definitely don't need to play Gone Home. They're pretty different. Uh, I would actually recommend playing Tacoma first, because Gone Home being, you know, my first experience with Fulbright and being one of my favorite games of all time, uh, you won't go in with, like, the same extremely high expectations to go Tacoma as I did with uh, with when I played. So I might say play Tacoma first, but you don't have to play both to understand. Dr. Puppy, but amazing. Congratulations, <laughs> Dr. Puppy. Does the visual style grow on you as you play more? I find myself looking at what's in the promotional material and feeling unenthused about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't super taken with the space station. I always found that to be sort of sterile, but you don't, I think that I got pretty acclimated to the fact that these weren't actual like detailed human beings after a while. It stops being so distracting once you actually start to like know who they are. Here's an interesting one from Big Magic. Is it normal to feel like a pervert when playing it? <laughs> a pervert? <laughs> well, I will Intrusive, say. I guess, would be a, a more polite way of phrasing it. <laughs> I mean, it does feel kind of like voyeuristic because you're just watching all these people and you can't interact with them at all. And sometimes they're getting, getting in on uh, some personal moments. Like, I would say most of the people on the ship are... Uh, getting it on with each other there's at least two couples um so sometimes you see them like kissing or about to do other things and that made me feel a little awkward but it usually stops before it gets too weird um what advice would you give to people who are are playing tacoma i mean i i don't know if there's a right or wrong way to play this game for maximum enjoyment but what do you wish someone had told you before you started Okay, definitely. So when you're listening to those conversations, definitely, definitely, definitely go listen to every single person in that room. Um, don't just think, oh, I'm going to follow this one person. That's all I need to know. Um, because every single person, generally every single character um, has a, an important part in a scene. And those those characters that are highlighted in each scene, they get, you know, their little, uh, they have a little desktop that shows up at a certain point, And then you can actually look at their personal affects, uh, their personal effects. And that is really where the story comes from. So I think definitely like take your time, pay attention to every little detail, even if you think, oh, this conversation is only changing a little bit from a different perspective. Um, mm -hmm. It'll give you the chance to actually delve in deeper. There's a, another question for Bill from Bill again, but I, Bill sent in two questions, but I think they're both pretty good. So I'm going to ask them both. What did you think about the quality of the writing for everybody's relatively mundane backstories? Those are always my favorite parts. Um, 
I I really liked the writing for that, actually. So it's kind of interesting because some of it's sort of obscured. Um, like, there's, like, this weird alien sort of language that obscures some of the emails and stuff. But you get enough context to actually understand what's going on. And I love that writing. I think it's really individual. So you get a really good sense of each character. Ryan wants to know, uh, is the gameplay purely exploration, like in Gone Home? Or is there more depth? Someone else wanted to uh, know if you if there was any sort of, like, Twitch skills required um to to enjoy this or if it's uh, or if that's like gone home not the case uh no it's just really walking around uh you don't have to worry about Got him. Allegra, burn him down sheesh <laughs> didn't expect this from you but here we are <laughs> it's just a lot of walking um no real hardcore the combat gunplay not my favorite thing in tacoma not my favorite yeah. thing limited i would assume <laughs> pretty non-existent uh it so let's talk really quickly about the length, um, because I think it has been a point of discussion. It's always so thorny because, you know, one per, I, I don't know what this is retailing for uh, right now on the various platforms. Do you know a cost off the top of your head? Might be, I think it's like 20. 20 seems like what I have heard. Um, how long did you play Tacoma? And like, did you feel like it was priced fairly? That's really tough to answer, of course, because $20 is a world to one person and nothing to another. So but like. How did it how did it feel? Um, so I I would say it took me like 90 minutes, two hours to finish it. Um, and the compared to the price. Yeah, as you said, it's sort of relative. But if you consider the fact like movies cost $20, this is about the same length as a movie. And also there is replayability because there are things to sort of find in the state, space station that you're not going to do on your first playthrough. So it's easy, easy to play it at least, you know, twice or three times. So I think it's fair in that sense. It's And I like short games. This one did feel very, very short. The pacing was a little off, especially at the end. It sort of rushed toward a conclusion. But I enjoyed going back to it. I actually went back to it a second time. Um, and I liked, you know, really understanding the context and learning even more about the characters. So I think the length is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. The thing that I've seen from people who have finished it is not so much that the length is the issue it's that it feels rushed towards the end that there's a pacing problem and that seems to be echoing your experience mm -hmm. yeah for sure uh i think like it starts out kind of meandering and slow but then it reveals itself to be kind of a restrictive environment like there aren't tons of different places to look around and then all of a sudden you're at the ending um i played uh in the past year i have played uh prey and uh, Adrift and Event Zero, and they are all in a similar setting to this. Um, did you, have you checked out any of those? And did you have any sort of like fatigue with the environment going into this? Because that was definitely something I was struggling with. Uh, I haven't played those, but I remember I was like at the office playing Tacoma and someone walked in there like, oh, you're playing Prey. It's like, nope, not, this is not Prey at all. So I think like in general, people are sort of getting a little bit done with uh, this setting and I just know every time I see a game that's set in a space station I'm like ugh this again it's not my favorite setting um, but I think this one does it a bit differently it's not like a I think space games are often like sort of existential horror and this one isn't so much which is different and cool but I would also say I'm a little bit over space settings cool alright well Allegra uh, thank you so much for your time uh, today uh, I've enjoyed having you if you want to see Allegra's review 
uh, deputy news editor Allegra Frank's review of uh, Tacoma. You can find that at Polygon.com, along with a lot of other great stuff that you should go totally check out. Uh, but uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. So until next week, my name is Justin McElroy, and thank you so very much for listening to Polygon's Quality Control.